This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I don't know what the problem is here. Welcome back. News Talk 830 WCCO. A Minneapolis police officer is being investigated by her department after it was learned she had an OnlyFans account where she was posting explicit photos and videos. According to Fox 9 in Minneapolis, the Minneapolis Police Department launched an internal investigation into the 4th Precinct officer who was not identified after a citizen was pulled over by the officer and actually recognized her from her side work, her side hustle. The officer's OnlyFans page is not publicly available and is only accessible to her paid subscribers for a monthly fee. While police con, uh, conduct their internal probe, the mayor's office said it might not be a problem for them. Quote, this is from Mayor Jacob Fry. He told this to Fox 9. If all we're talking about is naked pictures behind a paywall, the mayor has no issue. However, the chief will determine if there are any policy violations. So the officer's account bio reads 35 year old MILF free spirited, overly optimistic, creator of sexy content to please others, according to a screenshot obtained by Fox 9. The account does not include any references to her being a police officer. Why do we care about this? Like, seriously, there are people out there listening, maybe to the show, that are all upset because a police officer, a member of the MPD, has an OnlyFans account. It's making money. It's sexual content. I don't care. This officer should not be reprimanded, in my opinion, and should not lose their job or anything of the sort. Like, I, I don't have an issue with this. If there's somebody out there that has an issue with this, I'd love to get your reaction or anybody's reaction at 651-461-9226. Because I don't. And by the way, let me read this. Okay. 
the professional conduct of peace officers model policy. Okay, Minnesota um, statute 626-8457. Peace officers shall not, whether on or off duty, exhibit any conduct which discredits themselves or their agency or otherwise impairs their ability or that of other officers or the agency to uh, provide law enforcement services to the community. I don't think that taking nude pictures or nude video is stopping a police officer from doing their damn job. No, no. People are doing it. But the thing is, she's just making some money on the side with it. Like people are out there having sex, doing things behind closed doors, which is their business. That's absolutely your right. Here's my take on it, Lake, and I'm I'm with you on this, that if you're allowed to have a part-time job outside of being a police officer, mm-hmm. there's no problem with this. I understand the public perception. I get that. I, I understand the public perception, and rightfully so. But if she's not breaking any rules, if there are no regulations that are being you know broken, then I don't have a problem with it at all. Because, like you said, one does not have anything to do with the other. So yeah. I think it's I think it's much ado about nothing. She just happens to be doing it in a non-conventional way. But that's none of my business. I don't care if she's doing her job. I get no problems with it. Yeah, I don't either. I, I, I don't either. 651-461-9226. Now, I, I'll say this. All of this stuff is on a case-by-case basis. Because one of the uh, – somebody here on the text line says, when you're a person who was sexually abused and molested, this is disturbing. Of course. I, I would hate I – would, I would hate – I would hate for anybody to be in that position or to feel a certain way if they were – we're not talking about sexual abuse here. That, that's not specifically what the topic is about. Now, this brings up – this texture is, is based – is jumping right where I was going to go to. Okay. This this texture is, is jumping. I was about to go there. From the 507. Henry, would you feel the same if she were a school teacher? Yeah. Yeah. I'm dead serious. Now, 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 would I feel probably a little bit more uncomfortable? Yes. Because because yes, I, I would feel a little bit more. I, I wouldn't say that the, that the person has to be fired or they had to necessarily um, you know, necessarily stop the side gig. Mm-hmm. Do, do I think that the the teacher thing would be different? Well, it'd be different based on who you're teaching. I think it'd be a little bit different if you're like a professor at a college versus a kindergarten teacher, right? I would get, but no, I I, I got to be honest with you, I I would feel the same way if it was a school I, teacher. I, 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 and, and we've seen this happen. Yeah, when when this originally came up. When this originally came up, there were people that were let go in, in, in other states, teachers that were admonished because they were doing the whole OnlyFans thing. Yeah. I, I guess, you know, when it comes to the school teacher, I mean, I, I assume that this, you know, this texture is going down the road that, you know, what if your child saw their teacher in this situation? I, 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 I can 
I'm kind of assuming that's where they're coming from. They're talking about, hey, if like, they got out, like an elementary school teacher, mm-hmm. you know, w- was, you know, doing this and your child ended up seeing their teacher. You th- would th- certainly keep your child away from that. Well, f- 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 first off, first off, we got issues if that's getting out to your child. First off, no, number one, no, number, t- number, number, number two, number two, in life, sometimes you got to explain things away. And it, it'd be kind of hard to explain that to your young kid, right? Whether they're fifth grade or eighth grade or third grade. Like, in life, though, there are certain times where you have to step up as a parent and explain it. And, and look, let me be clear about this. If it was a school teacher, I, I would have the same stance. Love to get your reaction. 651-461-9226. Let's start and take a phone call from Dale in Maplewood. What's up, Dale? Yeah, how's it going? Yeah, first, um, then they're going to have to go way back to the 50s and take every Playboy off that they ever print, printed because, of, you know, all the people that posed in Playboy, you know, there was sure there were school teachers and that and police officers and that. And um, she never put up her badge or anything like that, right? No, her no, badge, no, no. The, the, the profession, yeah, the profession that. had nothing to do. Yeah, it was yeah, never right. advertised yeah. that they were a police officer at all. And she's got, they got, nobody's got anything to, nobody's got anything to complain about. Only thing they're complaining is she's making money and she's probably too good looking for the women that are complaining about it. <laughs> All right. Thanks for the phone call. I, I don't know who's complaining, like specifically, like the, the, the person that got pulled over, I don't know if it was a, if, if it was a male or female. Okay. I don't know if it was a male or female, but I just, I can't get overly in my feelings and upset mm-hmm. about this. Yeah, she was recognized by somebody that got pulled over. And, and, you know, the thing is, like, when you were reading the profile, there's nothing to do with the Minneapolis Police Department. Like, there's no mention Mm -hmm. of it. If it wasn't for this individual noticing her, then this wouldn't even be a story. Like, and I mean, I guess eventually you're going to be recognized by somebody who is a subscriber, but again, I, at the end of the day, I just, I don't see what the big deal is for her. I, and again, I, I don't know. I'm not saying, I'm not going to sit here and say that it's nothing at all, but I'm just saying, I, I think that I'm not upset about it. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not. There are a lot of other things to be upset about uh, other than, a Minneapolis police officer doing this. Yeah. If and the this, text line, some people on the text line agree with me. Some disagree yeah. from the 612. Obviously you have no kids. Like you're, you're right about that. Ignorant take. What? But also from the 651 Lake, I don't have a problem with it at all. The yeah. person got pulled over and recognized her said person is paying money to her account to look. What does it matter? Don't get upset getting pulled over. And this <laughs> wouldn't be an issue in my opinion, Adam from white bear Lake. Yeah. I mean, I, I have a 13-year-old daughter, and I, I don't I don't have a problem with this. I, I don't because we are not connected. And you got kids. Oh, shocker. You got kids and you have a problem with No, I, I, I have no problems with this. And I could mention this to my wife. She would have no problem with this because, again, if, if this individual is not breaking any laws – it might reflect poorly based on public perception. I understand that. I understand where you could consider, hey, you've got an officer that is involved in pornography or whatever you want to call it. I understand where there's that perception. But when you're talking about, you know, 
Are there any rules? Are there any bylaws that have been violated? If it's not, and this is just a way that she's making some money on the side, then I look at it like any other job. And maybe I'm completely wrong with that. But again, I, I, my life is going to not change at all if I get pulled over by this individual who we don't even know who it is. They have not identified this individual, and I don't, I don't really care who it is. I, I don't. Like, at the end of the day, this doesn't mean – as long as she's doing her job as a police officer, that's what I have a bigger concern with. And, I, and I'll say this to, to the person that texted me about, about – um, and they disagree. And it's, it's fine to disagree. They, they said, obviously, you have no kids. I, I said to them in response, would you have an issue if your kid's teacher smokes pot every day? It's legal, right? It's legal. Would you have an issue if your kid's teacher smokes pot every day? 651-461-9226. Hey, let's do this. Let's take a quick break so we don't get behind because we got Matthew Collar coming up at 730. Um, but somebody just called in. Uh, Hold on for just one second. We'll take a quick break. Come back. Get to your phone call next year on The Lake Show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, welcome back to The Lake Show. News Talk 830-WCCO. Rico at North St. Paul wanted to weigh in. So I want to get straight to his phone call before we get to other matters. What you got, Rico? Yeah, thanks. Uh, I just, uh, I, I got, I have no problem with, with the police officer. I mean, I personally, and I, I think what you guys have already said, if it's not violating a specific policy, there's probably no way anyone would do anything. They, they could sue. But when you talk about, you got no problem with a school teacher, I'm shocked. And I would think WCCO would be shocked too. In this day and age, when, when, Parents are going to the school board meetings and having books pulled from the library that mm-hmm. mention uh, gays, and and you're saying that a teacher posing nude and having being on this site 
is not a big deal. I'm, I, I can't, I'm pre, I know a little about education. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that there isn't a school district in Minnesota that wouldn't have a lewd sort of policy that would, the teacher would be immediately. Fired. I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, sa- very sure I'm not saying that, that the districts wouldn't have any issue with it, but from a morality standpoint, because a lot like the texture here said, you got to admit that many people have differing morals. I personally, if the teachers want hell of a teacher, is a good person, but that's something that they're doing in their in their own. Um, look, w- would I love that if, if 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 that if that teacher was my kid's uh, teacher? I mean, I probably frown upon it a little bit, but at the end of the day, a little bit, uh, uh, yeah, a little bit, yeah, <laughs> oh a little bit. I, but I, I can't I, believe it. But but I'm uh, well, then, then I'm I'm sorry that you're disappointed in my take. No, I mean I'm not disappointed. I'm saying you're kind of saying two different things. You're you're per, you're not against it, but you're yet. You're saying no, I'm not saying two different things. I said, I, I, I said, I said, I would be a, maybe a little bit disappointed, but at the end of the day, I would have no issue with it. I've said that from the start of this topic. What's not clear about that? Right, but the police officer is the question. The big question is, should they be allowed to do it in their job? And it's, it's and and so the, I'm not sure if you're saying the school teacher should be allowed to do it in their job or not allowed to do it in their job. I, I, I let, me, let me let me let me be clear. Let me be clear. That when that person away from school, because we're not talking about they're doing this in the classroom, if that person had an OnlyFans account and that's something that they did, yes, I would not want that person fired uh, from their job. But do you understand that they would be? It, yes, it, yes. I just we stated that we agree on that. Yeah, we agree on that. Thank, thank you, Rico, for the and, phone but call. The other thing, yeah, is, go ahead, go ahead. The other thing is, um, you know, it's, I guess. Whether you're kindergarten or or, or fifth grade or and that or matters. Grade, part of school is you know uh, modeling behavior. Good behavior, yes, that is acceptable in yep. society. Yep, and 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 they even teach those kind of things. So you're kind of saying that you think that that this kind of if this comes up and parents should explain to their kids. I am not saying that, that it's uh, modeling yeah, great behavior. Is, no fine. one's saying that, Rico. No, I'm not saying that a person's modeling great behavior there. That's not what I'm saying. Well, let me let me ask you this. Would you have a, would you have the issue if your kids teacher smoked marijuana every day? The but uh, no, uh, would, would me, you have a, that's wait, that's wait. it is now a legal yeah, thing no. and people can do it publicly. Would you have an issue yeah. with them smoking I, marijuana every day and it was a known thing that they were a pothead? If they did it, if they did it online and people could see, I would. What yeah. if they did it in the public? You can you can publicly smoke marijuana. Yeah. I think that's very. I think that's different. That's like drinking alcohol now, right? But posing nude, I think, is in a whole different category than smoking marijuana. Okay. All right. All right. Thanks for the phone call from Rico. Hey, and that's why I love this topic, because there are people on the on the text line that are like, I have no issue with it. There are other people that are like, yes, Lake, this is no, no morality. uh, Role model. Yes. This one, the 612. Bingo. Rico. And, and, And look, I am the son of an educator. I love education. The the profession of teachers. The people that are underpaid and they give their all for young people to help them have a better life. Do I think it's the best part of being a role model? No, I'm not saying that. I am saying that this police officer, I don't believe, should be fired or admonished. Um, well, I mean, 
they should probably say to them, okay, look, this isn't the the best choice of having a side hustle or a side gig, but at the end of the day, mm-hmm. we're not going to terminate you. If you want to admonish or have an issue with the teacher in the same way, I have, I have no issue with it. Right. But I wouldn't fire a teacher based on that. Right, and you know, that is – Now, if you want to draw the line and say, and say look, look, it, look w- w- it's one or the other. Like, like, you cannot do this and continue to be a teacher, especially not that this is out. Yeah, I, I, and, and we've seen teachers that have had this OnlyFans uh, account before, and they be fired. Yeah, and I, I feel like if you're an educator and you're in that realm – there's a certain level of expectation for sure that hey you are an educator you're a teacher you are put in this position where people are are looking up you know are looking up to you so it's it's really it's a slippery slope to me because you're talking about what are the odds that your child could potentially see their teacher mm-hmm. in this situation. I, I mean, I, I feel like that's kind of that's kind of where it's at. And if the teacher chooses to do that, they know what the risks are. Yes. And if they end up getting terminated, that's on them. That's on them. If, if, if there's a clear delineation, like the this is not allowed when you are, you know, when you are under contract to our district, you are prohibited from doing X, Y, and Z. If you do X, Y, or Z, you know that you are going to be terminated. And if you take that risk and they find out, what, what you know, mess around, find out. That's kind of what's going on it, with this. And I know there's a certain level of expectations when you've got a, 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 certain, a, a certain job, right? I mean, there are certain people that you just look up to as, as role models. Mm-hmm. But, again, I just – I go back to – we're not talking about a teacher. We're talking about a police officer who, again, morality. You're talking about morality and perception. But the teacher one thing, thing came up. The teacher thing the came teacher up. Thing yeah, it, come it, up. It, got, it, got, it got brought up, which really brings to it, it. It falls in line with something right here where somebody said a role model from the mm-hmm. 651. Teachers, police officers, public servants, nurses. We are all held to a higher standard as role models. Now, now this from the 651. From a different number, says I'm a nurse. Is it okay if I turn if I do things at night? Is that okay? Is it okay for me to do it? Is it okay for you to do it, Chris? I, I are we now saying that there are certain things that we do professionally? Now, and, and don't get it twisted. I understand that there are different levels of of being in the spotlight, acceptability uh, culturally. Okay, in our society, in terms of what we do and don't do, but are we saying that nobody, like, there's only certain people that are defined as role models now? I think that we should all personally view ourselves as role models. This from the six five one. The same people who are bashing this officer are the same ones who have no problem with the former president paying hush money to a porn star. It's bleep that you that you do your homework. My sixth my sixth grade teacher was in one of those magazines. This lady's being called out. As far as a school teacher, if you look at Playboy college girl issues, there are thousands of girls who would be fired, um, basically for the same for the same thing. Yeah, well, yeah, and and what would happen? Well, I guess you're not an active like you don't actively have that job. But I mean, what, what happens if you pull you do something like this, and then somehow in a background check, something comes up later on? I mean, but 
I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. That's and, and the and the difference between I think specifically with the teacher thing is 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 first and foremost, I think it's kind of understood <laughs> that this is not like the side hustle type of thing. With this police officer, I read to you the statute. Yeah, they didn't break any law there. No, no law. They had, and, 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 and clearly, clearly, clearly. Okay, nobody is saying that this is something that you would want done or that you would want your kid to be in the classroom with all this. Let's take one more phone call. Let's go to Eric in Victoria. What's up, Eric? Hey, I was, uh, you know, if if I have students in high school and elementary school, and if they have, are able to see this, you know, whose fault is that? There's like a double standard on whether the teachers should be able to do it versus, you know, who's looking at it, I guess. You know, they have their job. They perform their job at school. What they do outside of school, you know, we all have different morals. So why can't they do that to earn extra money? Yep. Hey, hey, thanks for the phone call. I appreciate the phone call from Eric Victoria. I love the text, the ones that disagree, the ones that agree. That's why I love doing this is to hear from everyone. I love doing this, too, to talk Minnesota Viking football. Matthew Collar, the Purple Insider, he joins us next year on The Lake Show. It's been a few weeks since I talked to Matthew Collar, the Purple Insider. But we're talking to him now, courtesy of the John Schuster Cole Banker Hotline. Since the last time we chatted, Matthew Collar, the Vikings got in the win column. Congratulations, Minnesota Viking football. Yeah, championships. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, eight-point eight wins over the Carolina Panthers. Really, um... You know, not that inspiring, but at least, you know, at least the season is back on, though. I mean, you go to zero and four and lose to the Panthers, and uh, you could pack that thing up. But is the season back on, least, really? And well, you know, it's not not back on. <laughs> I mean, if <laughs> you know, if if they go, the the crazy thing about their schedule is that when you look at what happens past San Francisco. It actually is a about as easy as a schedule the rest of the way as you're going to find. I mean, it, you know, two games against Chicago, you, you know, Green Bay is not that scary. Uh, you have Denver mixed in, Atlanta, New Orleans, Vegas. Like these are all very very winnable games. But if you start, you know, that run at two and five, at the best case scenario, that's that's pretty hard. And if they, you know, get upset at some point, you know, by Chicago or something, I believe they're playing Chicago right after a Friday the 13th, which seems bad to me. That seems like a bad time to be going to uh, Soldier Field. But, you know, I, the way I've looked at it, Henry, is they need to upset Kansas City or San Francisco at U.S. Bank Stadium, and that's the only way the season is truly back on. But it's not completely dead for now. Yeah. Well, now you're facing the Kansas City Chiefs and Taylor Swift. <laughs> I love. Hey, let me ask you this before we even get into the football side of things. Where are you at with the Taylor Swift coverage? I got no issue with it. The NFL is having fun with it. Um, they're getting a, a, a ton, a ton of viewership, um, and from a demographic that typically doesn't watch them as much. I think one of the age ranges that they talked about here a couple of weeks ago was twelve to forty-nine women. I, I have no issue with this at all. I'm a Swifty. Yeah, so I went to uh, Taylor Swift's concert when she was at U.S. Bank Stadium, and she did an incredible job. And she's an astonishingly great performer and has so many hit songs. The, the place was raucous. It was great. I really enjoyed it. Um, and it is cool, as you mentioned, to have 
of people that might normally not be that interested getting into football, learning about the game that may become lifelong fans because of a singer that they like. So that's, that's a kind of a profound effect. But I will say when you're watching a game and we got to see Taylor Swift's reaction to, I don't know, every 28 yard field goal or whatever, it's a little much. Like there are times where you're like, okay, calm down everybody. It's uh, like, can we play this cool at least a little bit? So I could see if people are annoyed by it and they're not Swift fans, I'm not going to tell those people they're wrong. Uh, but, you know, I, I mean, whatever. It's it's all entertainment. I just think that we don't need a reaction shot after every single kick out of the back of the end zone or whatever. Yeah, no, I'm with you, man. Hey, well, let me ask you about the, the Chiefs in general before we get back to the Vikings. I don't think that the Chiefs are playing great football, or at least to the level that I think that they can play at. Um, is it is it just a function of maybe they're not as talented as what everybody thought, or is it just you know they haven't really truly gelled quite yet? What do you think from what you've seen? Yeah, yeah, you know what's crazy about you know Kansas City and just how the standard that they've set uh, when you look at like yards per play, right, which is a pretty good metric early in the season to kind of figure out how strong you are. Uh, their offense is fifth in the NFL at yards per play, right? They're still a high scoring offense. They're, they've still got great production uh, from their offense and they're still, you know, a really, really, you know, good team who can compete for a Super Bowl. And I don't think anybody doubts that uh, part of it is it's almost like if there's a boxer, or if it's like Mike Tyson and he has a fight where he doesn't just knock the person out in like eight seconds, like what's wrong with Mike Tyson? Why isn't he just knocking this guy out? <laughs> yeah. um, you know, but, but last week they're playing against a great Jets defense with one of the best defensive coaches in the league. And I think it really showed. I also think that, you know, when you just let receivers come and go, um, you know, okay, they survived Tyreek Hill going to Miami as great as he is. But then Juju Smith-Schuster was a pretty darn big a part of their attack last year. And you kind of hope and pray that guys that you draft uh, are going to just step in. You know, Sky Moore has not been very good for them. And I think that that's been part of it. The other thing is, too, same goes for their tackles, where they had two pretty decent tackles that they let go. And the guys they have now are horrible. And if there's an argument for the Vikings winning this game, I think it starts with Marcus Davenport and Daniil Hunter being the biggest advantage on the field. I mean, they, they, they could absolutely maul these, these horrendous tackles that Kansas City has. And even as great as Mahomes is at avoiding pressure and not getting sacked when he's pressured, there isn't a quarterback that has ever played in NFL history that is just fine with being you know, pressured all the time and having bad tackles. And, and so forth. So I do think that they are weaker than they have been in years past. Weaker as in still could definitely win the Super Bowl, but not feeling this invincibility that they have had in years past. I wish I had the confidence to think that Marcus Davenport is going to put back-to-back games together where he's going to play like that. It's one thing to get after uh, Bryce, but it's another thing to get after Pat. I just – the Davenport thing, hey, I'm, I'm happy to see it. I'm a Vikings fan. I'm not putting any faith in it. Yeah, and I understand that. He's also been limited a bit at practice, which is probably, I mean, you know, probably to be expected from uh, the injury he was recovering from. And I agree with you. It's not even, it's never even 100% clear, is he going to play, is he not going to play? And I think that's going to be something that we deal with from a weekly basis. And this was kind of what they knew when they signed Marcus Davenport, is that he had these injury issues. But when he's on the field, he's really darn good. And I just looked this up. By PFF, the tackles for the Chiefs ranked 43rd 
and let me see here, 62nd out of 63. So, I mean, these are some bad tackles. And I was impressed really last week at how uh, Brian Flores found uh, good matchups for Marcus Davenport. He lined him up over the guard, which was something that Davenport never did uh, in New Orleans, and he dominated that guard a couple of times. You, you know, you also have Daniil Hunter moving around a little bit, which will be interesting to see how they do. When Davenport is at anywhere close to 100%, he's kind of a monster. I mean, there was a, a play where they tried to run his way, and he grabbed the tight end by the shoulder pads and launched him in the air like a child. It was like, that's how strong this guy is. That's how big this guy is. But you're probably going to have to deal with that week-to-week thing. If he is anywhere close to 100%, that's a big edge for the Vikings. If he's not, the drop-off from Davenport to Patrick Jones or DJ Wanham is absolutely massive and could make a difference in this game of just how healthy Marcus Davenport is. We're talking to Matthew Kyle, the Purple Insider here on News Talk 830 WCCO, courtesy of the John Schuster Cole Banker Hotline. You know, when, when I look at the Vikings and to this point with only having the one victory through the first four games, I felt like even though, you know, there were the first couple of games, Alexander Madison um, had some struggles and, and, and needed to take better care of the football, I, I thought that he was somewhat of a scapegoat. Now, now I think that when I had tweeted about after the Cam Akers move, I kind of felt like it was a panic move, and I think that people looked at it as though I was taking a shot at Cam Akers. I'm not taking a shot at, at Cam Akers. Cam Akers, I think, is, 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 is a decent running back. But I, I felt like people were kind of scapegoating Alexander Madison, and we saw in week three how he, you know, he, played, he played better, and actually he played pretty well last week. W- what do you think is the state of the running game? Because I still don't have any faith and trust in their offensive line. Yeah, um, so with Cam Akers, I think it was more about Ty Chandler and the health of Kenny Wongwu uh, is having somebody who they can spell with Alexander Madison because even if you look at Delvin Cook or go back to Emmett Smith, like there's, usually there's another running back who could come in the game. And with Ty Chandler, they just did not trust him to play at all. I think he carried the ball four times for zero yards in the first two weeks. Like, that's just not going to fly when Madison has never been a bell cow back. And I think you saw why Kevin O'Connell wanted Cam Akers here. I mean, that guy's got some juice to his running. The last two weeks, they have been nothing short of phenomenal on the offensive line in blocking for the run game. Just fantastic. I mean, Cam Akers averaged eight yards a carry. Alexander Madison was over five. Um, Even when you go back to the Chargers game, they ran it extremely well. Those are also two really bad defensive lines. I mean, Khalil Mack can rush the passer, so could Joey Bosa, but the interior of uh, that line and the linebackers for the Chargers, not a good situation. Eric Hendricks wasn't playing, and they took full advantage of that. They blocked it up extremely well. The question is, like, here you're playing a better team, and you're playing a team that has Chris Jones on it. And so can you have a consistent running game when you're playing against a team like this? And, And the funny thing about this, this one in three team versus like what we saw last year is that there's so many similarities to this team. It feels kind of similar in its strength where some weeks it works, some weeks it doesn't, some weeks you get great Kirk, some weeks you get bad Kirk, some weeks the defense looks competent, makes a big play. Some weeks it looks like they've never played defense in their life. And that's just kind of who they are as a football team, but they haven't been able to finish games so far in the season, and you know, you wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me if they uh, had a really effective offensive attack versus Kansas City, or if we had a Kirk 
you know, 325 start and he threw a pick on the first drive. I mean, with this team week to week in almost every area, whether it's running game, passing, offense, defense, it's, you know, anything other than the kicker who's been great so far has been just so inconsistent. I mean, that's, it's, it's, hard, it's hard to figure, but I think if they can repeat what they did on the ground, that certainly helps their offense in a big way. Are you? What do you make of the usage of Jordan Addison? Do, do you think he's going to get some more balls thrown his way, or do you think that this is how this is going to play out for a while? Yeah, I mean, last week was kind of weird because they only ran something like 40 plays, and that's, that is a concern every week that opponents are just going to dink and dunk and be happy with controlling you know, two-thirds of the game on the clock, which we've seen every single week from teams that are playing against the Vikings with these 11-play, nine-minute drives and stuff like that. So that does make it harder for guys to rack up reception totals. Uh, I also think that there was a drive against the Chargers where it seemed like they just wanted to throw to Addison every time, maybe had a favorable matchup, and he ran some short routes, and he made some nice plays, ran to the sticks, and used his route running in short areas. It was, it was great. I, there needs to be more of that. There also needs to be more than 8.1 yards per reception for T.J. Hawkinson. And there also needs to be more of K.J. Osborne consistently, right? And I, that was one of the big selling points for this offense was that it wasn't going to be just the Justin Jefferson offense. It was supposed to be Jefferson and friends, but his friends have only shown up from time to time so far. And if you're going to beat a team like Kansas City, yeah, Jefferson's going to have to go for 150 or more. You're going to need Addison. You're going to need Osborne. You're going to need Hawkinson. I, I think Addison's route running gets him open all the time. It's just a matter of can you kind of commit to him being the top target for a drive and not just have everything based on Justin Jefferson. And, and I don't blame O'Connell for doing this, but sometimes I feel like everything has to go through Jefferson, and then if it's not there, then it's, oh, what do I do now, when you have the talent to not be that way. All right, two final questions for you, Matthew. First, um, who is the pass catcher, not named Travis Kelsey, that concerns you the most of the Kansas City Chiefs? Because we know one thing. We know that Mahomes to Kelsey is going to work. They're going to find ways to get him the football. Outside of Travis Kelsey, who concerns you? Uh, is Dwayne Bowe still around? Um, Tamark Vanover? Dante Hall? Any of these guys, they still play for this team? Um, no, I, I think uh, it's it's got to be Rasheed Rice, their rookie because his yards after catch ability has got to be pretty scary. I mean, this Viking secondary has done a pretty decent job so far. And where they've been real good, I think, has been tackling. There hasn't been a ton of missed tackles from, like, Cam Bynum or a Caleb Evans who had a real great tackle, uh, like, on a, on a loss um, or on a tackle for loss last week. I mean, I think that they've done a really good job there. Byron Murphy even has had some struggles with coverage, but has been a very good tackler. This guy has some juice. Like, he's got some speed that he can break away from people. And I think Kansas City is really going to commit to throwing the ball short over and over and over and trying to get it into Pacheco's hands, McKinnon, Rice, Skymore, get these guys moving and see if they can break a tackle and get big gains that way. Um, I think that's going to be a major part of the strategy because they don't have brilliant route runners in this group, they really have more guys who, who can make plays with the with the ball in their hands you, and then you, try to hit one big pass to, like, Valdez Scantling or something. You just touched on it. I, I think that you could make a case that we could see a big game coming from Jerick McKinnon. Like, I, if I was Kansas City, I'm definitely trying to dial up Jerick McKinnon uh, out of the backfield and just even not, I mean, even out of the slot. I mean, he lines up in a couple different spots. I, I think he's extremely talented as a pass catcher. 
Totally agree. I, I mean, I think he's a complete player. He can pass block as well. He's a guy that they'll have in a lot, I think, because Flores – I don't think Flores is going to stop blitzing just because he's facing Patrick Mahomes. So we're going to – I think we're going to see a lot of McKinnon because he's a very good uh, blocker, but he's a weapon, and that's really what it's got to be for them, I think. They really have very little – maybe Justin Watson uh, can go down the field a bit. Valdez Scantling can go down the field a bit. But really, it's to me, it's their playmakers that if you let them get any sort of space – uh, they're going to hurt you. Give me a prediction. Uh, you know, I think that the Vikings have a, maybe a better chance in this game than a lot of people will give them, but I will say something like 28-24 Kansas City. 28-24. So the Vikings, would that be a push? I think the line is the Kansas City Chiefs are minus four. And it actually moved. I think, it, right. I, I, think it, I think it started at like five or like five and a half. It's moved to like... Minus, well, I'm a little surprised it's that low. I, I just, I, I, I think that I think the Chiefs cover. I, I think, I, I think that they win by a touchdown. I, I just, I, it, you know, I know that the Kansas City Chiefs, um, their offense at times looked a little bit shaky. I just don't see it with the Vikings. I don't think that the Vikings are going to be able to, uh, to stay close. So I, I got, I got the Chiefs at least by a touchdown. Yeah, I just feel like no one ever runs away from the Vikings, and the Vikings never run away from anyone else. So I always predict the one-score game because that's what they always do. Yeah, I got you. Hey, Matthew, man, have an awesome weekend. I'll see you I'll see you Sunday in the press box. Perfect. Sounds good. See you then. All right, take care. That's Matthew Collar, Mr. Purple Insider himself, joining us here on The Lake Show. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll get to headlines. That's next on The Lake Show. I can only imagine what's going to be in the headlines tonight with one Christopher Tubbs. Maybe Christopher Tubbs will let us all know his OnlyFans account. Yeah, it's uh, Fluffleupagus <laughs> slash. Uh, actually, nicely played. Nicely you know, played. Like that, like that. Yeah. You like that. Fluffleupagus. <laughs> so uh, look me up on OnlyFans. <laughs> <gasps> All right. Uh, Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry sent a message to the Minneapolis City Council Wednesday about a new site for the the city's third precinct police station. If you're not going to pick it, I am. In a letter, Fry said he wants to build the city's first comprehensive safety center at the previously considered Minnehaha Avenue site, just a few blocks from the charred remains of the original building destroyed in the George Floyd riots. Now, Fry did not include the dollar figure, but the cost is expected to be somewhere between 22 and 26 million. Uh, Fry's asked the council to approve the funds or give him the money to move ahead with the project. Now, the plans to replace the third precinct have taken on quite a journey. In July, the Minneapolis City Council voted to no longer use the police department's third precinct building ever again for police purposes. Then in September, the council gave final approval to a plan for downtown building, Century Plaza building, to serve as the home of the third precinct. Then the council pulled back on those plans, saying they didn't understand what they voted for two days earlier. Now, the Minnehaha Avenue location has come up previously. Uh, Mayor Jacob Fried made the vacant lot near the original 3rd Precinct one of his original preferences, but those plans appear to be abandoned. Now, in March, the city planned to look at the new Minnehaha location or to renovate the previous station before the Century Plaza building came up, giving the council three options to consider. Figure this out. Between the mayor and the council, figure it out. It shouldn't be that hard. We're making this, I mean, this is just... It's past time. Make a damn decision. Like, like get input from the people. Mm-hmm. But my gosh, man, I mean, how many more months are we going to continue to talk about where the new sites are? Come up with something. 
Seriously, you're supposed to be in leadership positions. Figure it out. So much wasted time and just resources and effort. It's like you could have had this taken care of, yeah, weeks ago. And I'm not saying ago. don't take your time, but like we're, we're getting past time here now. Come on, like seriously. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, lawyers for uh, former President Donald Trump have asked a judge to postpone his classified documents trial until after next year's presidential election, saying they have not received all the records they need to review to prepare his defense. Now, the uh, trial on charges of illegally hoarding classified documents among four criminal cases the Republican former president is facing is currently scheduled for May 20th, 2024 in Florida. In a motion filed late Wednesday, Trump's lawyers urged U.S. District Judge Aileen Cannon to push back the trial until at least mid-November 2024. Presidential election is set for November 5th, 2024, with Trump currently leading the GOP field in the months before the primary season. Now, prosecutors with the special counsel last week suggested that the Trump team was seeking unreasonable delays in the case, though they acknowledge a, quote, slightly longer than anticipated time frame for certain procedural steps. Prosecutors said it was false to accuse them of delaying the production of evidence in the case. Said some of the delays were beyond their control and were due in part to the fact that defense lawyers had lacked the necessary read-ins to review all the material provided by the government. Justice Department says it has provided so far 1.28 million pages of unclassified documents and has turned over the majority of classified evidence that it anticipates providing. Now, by tomorrow, prosecutors said they will provide much of the remaining outstanding classified evidence. The defense lawyers say Trump's two co-defendants in the case, his valet, Walt Nada, and Mar-a-Lago property manager, Carlos de Oliveira are joining in the request. So treat him differently than any other person out there and move it till after an election. No, we're not doing that. I'm so, no. I, I'm I'm not for we're gonna we're gonna start treating this person differently than this person. Like, no, stop it. We're not doing that. You gotta come on. Man. You 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 gotta do it like you would everybody else. 1.28 million pages. I don't think I've read 1.28. This is the Hail Mary in that. You know what? If we push it past it, maybe I get lucky and I win. Yeah, yeah. I get elected. All this goes away. <laughs> all this goes away. We're not dumb. No. 1.28 million pages. I have not read 1.28 million I, pages that, of that, anything When you said that, life. I was like, 1.28 million yeah, that's, pages. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of words. Hey, the Girl Scouts are discontinuing a popular cookie just after a year debuted and sparked a frenzy. I didn't even know it was a popular cookie. And I know some about cookies. The Raspberry Rally won't be sold this upcoming cookie sale season, which runs January to April. This, according to the Girl Scouts of the USA, the rallies was introduced last year as a sister cookie to the iconic Thin Mints. But in the Raspberry Rally, the cookie was replaced with a bright pink berry flavored one. It was dipped in the same chocolate as the uh, as the mint. And uh, I mean, these things were just so crazy that they sold for five dollars. But resellers offered the rallies on eBay as much as $30 per what? box. What? No. Yeah. $30 so, a box? $30 a box on eBay for these raspberry rallies. Yeah. So I didn't have any Girl Scout cookies last year. I typically will get Girl Scout cookies, mm-hmm. but it's the ones you always get, right? Like the peanut butter ones. The Samoas. The Thin Mints. Yeah. yeah. I didn't, I'm not even hip on the raspberry rally. I didn't even know that was a thing. I know they've got like the the lemon, like the lemon ones and mm-hmm. stuff, but those are the ones you leave in the break room and they're open 
and you're the just lemon told- ones are fine. Really? You don't like the lemon ones? Oh God, no, 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 no! Gross. Those are icky. Those are icky. Like the Samoas, I could eat those all day. I what, love the Samoas. What's your, what's your favorite uh, Girl Scout cookie? Oh, the Samoas. But they've they've changed names like over the years, and yeah. now like all the like Walmart's got theirs, and I think Cubs got that. Like everybody's got their generics, but it's like I still have to go back to the Girl Scouts, even though I'm paying more. It's like there's something about buying Girl Scout cookies that just seems right. You know what I, I mean? You. I don't know. Hey, and uh, live from New York, Saturday night is coming back after a month long delay. The comedy show will debut its 49th season on Saturday, October 14th, with Pete Davidson. As the host. And the musical guest is Ice Spice. Do you know who that is? I know who she is. I'm not. She's a hip-hop artist. Is she the one in the Dunkin' Donuts commercials yes. with Ben Affleck? Yes, okay, she is. I, know you- I couldn't. If you were to say, name one of her songs, uh-huh. I couldn't do it. Is she any connection to, like, the other Spice Girls? Or No. Uh, no? She's not a Spice Girl. <laughs> Get out of here with that. I just know about it because I, I, she used to date Drake or they went out on a date. I don't know. I have no idea. Oh, really? I have. I, let me stop talking about oh, that. I don't okay. Know. I don't know. All right, coming up next, our weekly edition of Around the NFL. That's next here on The Wake Show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.